Welcome back to Kelly Love. I'm your host, Andrea Vega. Thank you so much for joining us. If you have any questions, comments, please feel free to email at kellylovepodcast at gmail.com. Again, that's kellylovepodcast at gmail.com. If you are enjoying the podcast, don't forget to like and subscribe. Thank you for listening. So before we jump into the interview, there's a few things to mention. First, Lex identifies as non-binary. What is non-binary? Glad you asked. Non-binary identities can fall under the transgender umbrella. Since many non-binary people identify with a gender that is different from their assigned sex. Second thing is the interview was done over the phone. So there is background noise. So please forgive me. Uh, Lex is actually reaching me from a great distance away. So let's pretend the background noise isn't there. With that being said, let's start the interview. Hope you enjoy. Let me get a little bit of background. Um, where did you grow up? Uh, I grew up all over Cali, but uh, predominantly I stay in SoCal, Redondo Beach area. Mm-hmm. And did you? Who did you grow up with? Who were your? Uh, I would say your female or male um, role models growing up. Who was taking care of you? Uh, I mean, that's a good question. I mean, I kind of <laughs> I got passed around a lot. Not not to say it was. Uh, my mom it's it's not even my mom's fault you know my mom was young when she had me um she was 21 but yeah she was you know trying to make a living you know doing hair and stuff like that so I predominantly grew up with either my great-grandmother or my grandmother or I'd be with some of my cousins but 90% of the time I'd say um, my great-grandparents or my grandmother Okay. Got the nice ambience of crows in the background. I don't mind that. <laughs> no, no, no. You're good. You're good. Would you say you have a big family or is it a, just a small, close family? It's a big family, but we keep it more so immediate and kind of small. And growing up, I would say either from your first memory till I would say senior of high school, how would you define love from what you learned? How would you um, have defined love that young? For me... Love for me was just uh, comfort and having having my family around. That was probably my my love. But also, I wouldn't say I necessarily would see love or anything like that. Mm-hmm. You know, I definitely know. You know, when you start to, you know, get into that coming of age and that pubescent years is mm-hmm. kind of a hard time. You know, you're trying to figure out yourself and trying to figure out who you are and what the hell you want to be or what you want to do mm-hmm. but I was definitely struggling around that time so it was it was kind of a 
awkward stage and it's kind of hard for me. But yeah. But love for me is is you know just I'm a big family person. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know I love family is is love is that's where I mostly seen and got my love from it's family do you remember your first cl- your first crush <laughs> uh my first crush yeah um, let's see middle school it might have been middle school i think it was probably my middle school teacher mm-hmm. i'm not even okay i'm not even gonna cap <laughs> yes it, it, it probably had to have been middle school i think english teacher or something like that yeah Oh, you like the older ladies. <laughs> she, I mean, she wasn't that old. She was kind of young. She might have been like in her 20s or 30s. Oh, okay, you know? okay. You know, she was still old enough, you know, a little sugar mama could have been. <laughs> so yeah. as you got older, how many um, serious relationships did you have, either from high school and on? I have to say my actually serious relationship probably wasn't until I got out of high school um I was probably about what 20 with my ex and we were together three years you know okay surprisingly how did you guys meet kind of off and on we met at this program called the job corps Mm. down in uh, downtown LA and yeah like you know I had seen her and I was like huh yeah I, I gotta I gotta holla at that I gotta she's definitely gonna be mine uh-huh. And, and you know how the guys were like man watch out I'm about to get that I was like yeah okay watch <laughs> <laughs> so I ended up making my move uh-huh. real smooth ended up getting her number right out of class and uh, that was all she wrote from there what drew you to her other than other than her looks her personality I, mean, I, I can definitely say she was kind of <clears throat> she was out there uh-huh. Um, and I like that. Um, you know, she didn't. She didn't give a fuck. So <laughs> I was like, I don't give a fuck either. <laughs> let's let's do it. You know. So what made it an off and on again? Was it a difficult relationship, or was it what made it that way, off and on type thing? So things became off and on. I say a little bit. After my great grandpa had passed away uh, unexpectedly, and um, my great grandpa, he was—I can definitely say—he was my—he was that role model to me. He was that—he was my confidant. Like he was everything. Mm-hmm. And when he had passed away unexpectedly, like my whole world felt like it just ended because I—he was the one that I came out to. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I told him I had a girlfriend. He was the mm-hmm. one that supported it. He, you know, he'd give me the keys. He'd let me go out, mm-hmm. and you know, he'd be out <laughs> doing, doing God knows what. You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, when he passed, it was it was kind of difficult for me um, to kind of process that, and nobody really could understand. You know, like, I'd try to tell them, but nobody really understands. But at the same time, like, I felt like my family wanted me to move on. But it was just like, how do you move on from that when, you know, you love somebody that's, like, that close to you? My ex had said something to me. And I was like, maybe I should go see about 
you know, talking to somebody, you know, seeing a therapist, you know, to get some of these emotions and feelings off my chest. Mm-hmm. And she wasn't really a fan of it, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, she didn't really believe in that. Mm-hmm. So that kind of, like, turned me off. Mm-hmm. But then I went to go see a therapist for a little bit. Then I stopped because of her. And then things just kind of just started psych- spiraling out of control, like my emotions and my feelings. Uh-huh. Um, when you say you stopped seeing the therapist because of her, was it was she trying to talk you out of it consistently? Or, or was it just what motivated you to to do that what was she doing that convinced you to do that she wanted me to stop um because she didn't think that like it was helping me and you know of course you know things don't just happen overnight it's a bit of a process with you know therapists and stuff like that and so um she didn't understand that and I would try to tell her that too like whenever we'd have like our disagreements because um, even before my grandpa had passed away, he was the one that I could come to and talk to uh-huh. about uh, my relationships or if I was having like a little issue, he'd be able to tell me, okay, just cool, you know, give her some time and give her some space and, uh-huh. you know, you guys would be cool. But um, I just, I couldn't, I couldn't function. I would, would constantly blow up uh-huh. uh, and go off on her, uh-huh. uh, my family. Uh, made it very difficult to be around my great grandmother because my grandmother, my grandmother, she's very old school, uh-huh. and she didn't play that crap. <laughs> like uh-huh. I, sh- my ex couldn't couldn't spend the night at all, and I was like, what? I was like, yeah, no, she she can't spend the night. I'm just like, yeah, okay. Yeah. So I would go, uh-huh. I would go over to her house, and uh-huh. spend the night. But um, but yeah, I stopped, I stopped going. You know. Cause I was just like, all right, I guess, I guess you're right. It's not working. But at the same time, it's just like, I knew I should have never done that. Uh-huh. And so therefore things just kind of escalated. Like we would have our good days. We'd have our bad days. Uh-huh. But I felt like also too, like she'd, she'd kind of go out of her way to kind of bring that side of me uh-huh. that I really, I really don't like. And I kind of wish I didn't really uh-huh. show that. Uh-huh. Um, but she definitely would do that and learning from that relationship and taking it into my second relationship uh-huh. um, you know, I definitely learned to kind of control myself and not blow up and go off and, and try not to go off and say things um, uh-huh. without thinking about it first Huh. But, uh, yeah, I was, I was kind of. I'm not a disrespectful person. I'm not a uh, like, I'm, I'm a sweet and caring person. But when you want to push me to that limit, you uh-huh. will get that side of me. And so therefore, yeah, my first ex de- definitely did that. And um, yeah, so after our falling out, uh-huh. um me not taking it so well uh-huh. um, like it it escalated from zero to 100 all I remember is I was in a parking lot in the what is it the 
East Los Angeles Police Department parking lot. Uh-huh. <laughs> we were in the parking lot arguing. Oh, and, wow. uh, she was she was going off on me. Uh-huh. And in my in the back of my head, I was like, oh, please, please don't let a cop car roll out or somebody come uh-huh. out because it's going to be the it's going to be over for me. It's gonna yeah. Be over. It's gonna be. Uh, but luckily, nobody came out. But uh, she had called my mother or she had called my sister, which my sister didn't call my mom. My mom uh-huh. called me and my mom was like, what the hell are you doing if you don't bring your ass, if you don't, uh-huh. you know, bring your ass home? And, you know, uh-huh. we lost your mind. You know, you could lose your job. You got a really good job. Yeah, I wasn't thinking. I uh-huh. just, I was not thinking. Yeah, so after that, we, we just kind of went our separate ways. Would you say it was a, a lot to do with the grief and just what you were going through and then her personality wasn't helping, I guess, the the relationship? Is that how would you how you would describe it? I would say that, yeah. <clears throat> what would you say... What would you say you learned from the relationship, like what to do and what not to do in in general, in any relationship? Mm. So I learned, you know, everything's still a learning process for me. I haven't really been in very many, but Uh taking from that first relationship, Uh I definitely, you know, learned to control my temper, not be cussing everybody out, but just kind of stop and kind of think about what I'm about to do or what I'm about to say Uh whether it's not intentionally meant to hurt you Uh but it's what I'm feeling and I know for some people when you say certain things or do certain things Uh they may take it a different way so Uh they may take it as you're coming at them or you know they may take it personally so Uh I definitely try to definitely try to watch watch myself with that you have any regrets about that specific relationship or something that you would do over Mm, I don't have any regrets I would say I'd maybe maybe not cuss at her you know cuss her out yeah I'm not I didn't call her out of her name Mm -hmm. I never called her out of her name but I did cuss a lot Mm -hmm. um because for me, like, when I get very emotional and uh-huh. and trying to explain myself, I, I tend to cuss a lot. So, um, was that always yeah. like that, or was, did it become that because of the loss of your, of your great-grandfather? I'll say I've, I've kind of always been like that person. I've always been a person that definitely spoke uh-huh. my mind, but I can say the loss of my, my grandfather, it definitely heightened some of my emotions and my feelings uh-huh. um, and me grieving and not being able to grieve uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh, properly. Uh, it definitely had an effect. Would you, but, st- uh, would you say you're still in the grieving process? Uh, no, I'm actually like where I'm at now, I'm, I'm a lot better than where I was uh-huh. uh, when it all happened. But uh, I definitely, definitely a lot better. Uh-huh. Uh, when, 
say I'm grieving as much. There are there are times where I do think about it. Mm-hmm. I think about uh, him and my great grandmother. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, because I, you know, they were my support. They were they were my, uh, you know, my my team. My, they're, mm-hmm. they're, they're my role models. They, you know, wanted the best for me. Uh, and whatever I wanted to do, they were in 100% support of. So, mm-hmm. yeah. But, uh, And you said you were on and off with this relationship for three and a half years or about three years? Uh, about three years. Well, the, the first year was fine, but uh-huh. i say a little bit after that is when the, those next two years were kind of off and on. Mm, okay. And how long until you met the other relationship? My other relationship, I maybe met her... About a year and a half, two years later. Mm-hmm. So I think we started talking in 2018. She was following me initially, mm-hmm. and then I started following her back. I had commented on a picture, and I was like, I don't live out here. I was like, you don't live out here. I was like, well, where do you live? I was like, I stay in Texas. I was like, oh, okay. From there, I slid in the DMs, and mm-hmm. we kind of hit it off. <laughs> started talking for a little while mm-hmm. and uh you know i asked her if she wanted to be my girlfriend she said yeah so i first i went to go visit her mm-hmm. it was a little bit after thanksgiving mm-hmm. uh, we had thanksgiving like a little small little break so i jumped on the first plane that i could and flew out there met her for the first time Wow. How long into the, you know, just talking and texting type situation did it take you to ask her to be your girlfriend? How long were you guys chatting for? Uh, maybe about a few months. Okay. I'd say because we, we started talking in August. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I kind of asked her to be my girlfriend around the end of October, around Halloween time. Okay. Yeah. So like about three and a half, four months you guys were already talking. Yeah. Okay. So, how was the the meet when you first met her? How was that? Uh, I'm not gonna lie. I was kind of uh, I was kind of I was a little scared, but uh, because mm-hmm. it's like I'm way far from home. Mm-hmm. I'm out here meeting this girl. You know, not mm-hmm. to say that like that could be cat like it was catfish and like yeah now, yeah <laughs> nowadays I re- I really yeah. don't know how people still be getting catfish but, uh, <laughs> yeah no it was it was really her that came and picked me up you know because yeah. we would FaceTime each other and stuff like that but mm-hmm. yeah no, she she picked me up from the airport it was kind of like a kind of a weird like shy car ride back to the hotel but yeah we we slowly started to open up uh, and uh, her friends came over to the hotel met up with us we went out got some drinks out a bit but uh the next day it was kind of funny because like I had met her mom the next day oh wow yeah and, yeah <laughs> and I was like do you there's just like do you want to meet my mom and stuff like that and I was like I mean it's up to you I don't I don't mind I mean yeah you know we can we go to the house I meet the mom and uh the mom's really nice 
really welcome to you. And then uh, after that, it was pretty much me always taking a trip back and forth out to Texas to go visit her and stuff like that. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah. She, I mean, she would come out um, every so often, but it was mm-hmm. a lot of me going out there to see her. Yeah. So it was and, a, a long-distance uh, relationship majority of the time then, right? She didn't move out here or you move out there. Yeah, no. I mean, at first I thought about it. I was like, oh, maybe I'll move out there. You know, it's cheaper mm-hmm. out there. But at the same time, I was just like, yeah. And my mom was like, well, what if things don't work out, you know? Mm-hmm. You're stuck out there. You have no family out there. I was like, you're right. So I had to think about that a little bit. Yeah, so fast forward. We're in a relationship for a year. Mm-hmm. Uh, she comes out. I asked her if she wanted to go to uh, my cousin's wedding with me. Mm-hmm. Uh, she she meets my family and stuff like that. She met my family, and my family was like, oh, yeah, she's, she's, she's beautiful. She's pretty and stuff like that. You know, they all mm-hmm. liked her, and I decided to make a big-ass decision and mm-hmm. bought her a ring. When did you and tell her that you loved her, or vice versa? I say I probably told her I loved her maybe a little after, like, I had asked, asked her to be my girlfriend. Like, maybe, like, a month or two, about a month or two later. Okay, so six six months of getting to know her, you pretty much told her, I, I love you. Did she say it back to you that same time, or... Did she wait a while longer? Well, she actually had kind of said it to me from the said it to me first, which was kind of oh wow. It kind of it kind of threw me off because she had asked me mm-hmm. if I would marry her, and oh, wow. I didn't really know how to respond to it. But I was like, yeah, I remember saying yeah, I would, but I just never had somebody ask me, you know. So that was kind of new to me. How far into the relationship did she give you that hypothetical? Like six months in or before that? Uh, about six months in. I went on Etsy, bought her a ring. I flew out there. How far into the relationship were you at at this point when you're proposing to her? Yeah, coming up okay. on a year. And I had slipped the ring on her finger. She was still half asleep. And, uh, yeah, and I had asked her, I was like, look at your finger. I was like, that on your hand, and I was like, you know, will you marry me? And she was like, yeah. So uh, wow. she accepted. She showed her mom. Her mom was happy. She told her sister. And so everybody was like all happy and ecstatic and stuff like that. Well, her sister took us out for drinks later that that uh, evening or whatever. Mm-hmm. So we was hanging out with her sister. That's predominantly like what we would do anyway when I would go out there. So what happened? When did when did things start going wrong? I say things probably started to change after her birthday, when we took a trip out to Seattle. Because that was a thing. Like we would we would uh, we would go somewhere. Like the first trip that we took. When we first started dating, uh, we took a trip up north. I was trying to take, like, the scenic route up the coastline up north going to Seattle. Like, you know, she got pretty pissed off at me because um, she was like, you know, we could have just waited to go on the trip later or whatever. Or, you know, you're always trying to rush, rush something that's not there. 
but I guess you can say that's my impulsive side of me. You know, I kind of like to do things. Um, but yeah, she got kind of mad about um, me having to ask her to like pay for half of the trip, you know, or uh-huh. one half. And I'm like, oh, wait a minute. I mean, like, I got you on this plan to be able to fly back and forth for a fraction of the cost of uh-huh. what you'd normally pay for a plane ticket uh-huh. to come and see me because I was able to get, you know, I was able to get her on my, my traveling plan or whatever to be able to fly back and forth because uh-huh. I'd get these standby tickets through uh, my job. Got into a little argument and uh, I was like, you know what, whatever, fine. So I got out, did some driving around, did some lift for a little while to make, you know, to get a little bit of money for the trip or whatever and, um, to pay for it and stuff like that, finish paying for it. Did she have a, a steady job or did she was was she not working? No, she had a she had a steady job, which is funny because like when I met her, she was in school finishing up her medical assisting program or whatever. She was in school uh-huh. and she had like a little part time job, I think at like Bed Bath and Beyond or no Crate and Barrel or something like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so she had a little part-time job, and then when she got done with school, she had to do like a little internship at this medical clinic mm-hmm. that she now works at. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I'm just like you know, like huh. I wasn't understanding like how you know yeah, she, she would... expected you to pay for everything, which is isn't yeah, really... it's, it's a little yeah. it's, isn't really fair. So. So when you proposed to her three months later, you guys go on this trip? Yeah. Okay. Okay, so after that after that argument, you, you make a little extra cash, and what happens after that? Make a little extra cash. We go on the trip. Oh, and, and on top of that, like, my grandma was nice enough to, like, buy this, like, uh, like little tour, food tour for us. And she's oh, like, wow. oh, no, it's my treat. I want to, you know... I think it's, like, something you guys should go do and check out. You know, I know you guys don't really have that much money, and you know. Mm-hmm. You know. Uh, so my grandma, she pays for, like, a little food tour for us to go check out in Seattle because, like, she had, she had done it herself, and she was like, it's really cool. You get to try some of the food and whatnot. And I was like, oh, you know, you don't have to. She's like, no, 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 it's my treat. So, yeah, she does that. But, um, but yeah, it was just the trip was nice. You know, we had a good time, mm-hmm. but what, I'd say a little bit after that, things things went down. Were a little bit different, yeah. yeah. Was money ever an issue, or that was the first time you guys ever had an argument or a discussion about money? Uh, well, I know money was an issue for me. I'm I'm not even gonna lie. I was, I'm bad with money. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to get better with it, but I was definitely bad with money. But it was just like is definitely kind of lopsided when I, you know, like if if it was about money, then she should have said something a little bit sooner. But at the same time, like you know, I, I feel like in a relationship, like you know, there's you're gonna have those times. Yeah, yeah. I don't, you know, who knows how long they should be for, or however long they go through them for, but. 
yeah, I know some of my decisions were kind of risky and kind of dumb. Uh-huh. And, you know, I could have made smarter decisions with some of the money and some of the things I would spend my money on and do things. But, um, yeah, I guess she got tired of it. And uh, a little bit after the trip, uh, I had went out there and I kind of I kind of sensed something was up, like, you know, like, you know, there's definitely a distance between us. Okay, so it was a feeling based on whatever little interactions you had over the phone or via text or messaging? Yeah. Okay, and what happened when you went out there? So we we talked about what was going to be our plan and, like, you know, what was going to be my plan of what I was going to do. Am I going to get a full-time job at FedEx or... Um, or am I going to do something else? Um, then she was like, I think you should move out here. This, this, and that. Like, you know, she was like, start looking at places. I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. What, yo, like, I thought we had talked about this or I had said, like, you know, give me about a year or two mm-hmm. at most to, like, get my stuff together you know uh-huh. I guarantee you I can get it done just give me about a year or two but I guess for her that didn't work out because it wasn't even a year I didn't even get a year it was later later in that year a little bit before the holidays actually is when she kind of just like ended it is when I is when I went out there actually and we talked about like you know what are what are we gonna do? And you know, if I if I love her and stuff like that, and uh-huh. just I knew it. I remember completely it being completely off. And I probably I should have I should have ended it right there, uh-huh. or but at the same time, you know, I was just like I wasn't trying to think about that, you uh-huh. know, because I didn't I didn't think it was gonna come down to that. I didn't think it was yeah. gonna come down to us ending it, uh-huh. but uh. Yeah, she ends up ending it a little bit later after I leave from visiting her, and uh, she was like, "You know, I, I can't, I can't do this anymore. I'm tired of having to pick up the weight of the relationship and this, this, and that. You know, I've fallen out of love with you. You hurt my feelings. I'm just like, what? Where is this all coming from? Mm. You know, I'm just like, where is this coming from?" We've at this point we've been together two years, and you know you accepted my proposal, mm-hmm. and then on top of that you're not even really giving me time to like get my stuff together. She's like, you've had a year or whatever. It's like, and you still haven't changed. I'm just like, wow. So mm-hmm. this is a uh, kind of just took me from, you know, blindsided me. And then what made it worse, like, the holidays were coming up. So then I I started getting into my feelings. Mm -hmm. And uh, I remember I had, like, a little little breakdown. And um, around Thanksgiving. And uh, I just just lashed out I kind of just spazzed out Uh and everybody was just kind of looking at me like 
you good? You all right? Like, you didn't have to go off like that. And I was just like, yeah, all right. But holidays come around. It's a little bit before Christmas. Uh I wanted to get out to, like, try and take my mind off of things and, um, you know, figure some things out because she was just like, I think we need some time to just, like, really figure this out and whatnot. And so I was like, all right. So I went out, and uh, all I can remember as, as I went out, and I just felt completely anxious. I felt uh-huh. like everybody was, like, staring at me, like, looking at me. I couldn't uh-huh. even comfortably, like, sit and eat in uh-huh. this restaurant that I had went to without – without even almost, like, crying. Like, I almost literally wanted to, like, start to break down crying, but I, I couldn't. But I did when I when I left and when I got in the car and not even about halfway home, I just started bawling my eyes out and uncontrollably. And I was just like, I I can't, I can't do it. I don't know what to do. Like, you know. I know I'm struggling with my own things uh-huh. and financially I know that you know I'm not trying to be in this financial like situation trying to get out of it and trying to get better with it but uh but yeah and then she goes and throws that on me so it's just it's kind of it's hard did you talk to her again or was that the last time you talked to her so I had talked to her when I had went out there and when I had went out, or not went out there, when I had went out to go eat, I had told her, I was like, you know, I'm, I'm kind of feeling a little anxious. Could you talk to me right now? And, you know, but she was, she was too busy doing um, her own thing. She was out with her little friend. She was like, oh, I'm out right now. I'm not, like, going to, like, this little, like, Christmas party uh, with my coworkers. Can I, can I? text you tomorrow whatever call you tomorrow and I was just like whatever but um but yeah so she calls me or yeah calls me the next day and she's like did you want to talk about something it was like I was like nah it's it's good like I don't even want to talk about it anymore it's I'm, I'm over it like I've talked to her about my grandma I already told her and um that's when I had made the decision um, and told my grandma because I was telling her I was just like I don't know what's wrong I don't I don't know yeah I don't I don't know what's wrong and um, I think I'm gonna get some help so we went on uh, I think it's Psychology Today or something like that whatever website but you can find mm-hmm. therapists and stuff like that. Uh-huh. And so we looked up a therapist and found one that was not too far from home. Uh-huh. Uh, and, uh, yeah, I got help for myself because I know I needed it. And I definitely think that would help because that little outburst that I had on uh-huh. Thanksgiving kind of, like, made everybody, like, kind of look at me. I was like, you know, what's going on, you know? Uh-huh. And so, uh yeah, it was uh, definitely got the help for myself. Was it just a reaction based on what she made you feel, or was it everything from your grandfather? 
and your last relationship and so on. So I, it was, it was, it was everything. Mm-hmm. But I also forgot that earlier that year too, I had put down my best friend. You know, um, I put down my, and so that hurt. You mm-hmm. know, mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, so that kind of took an emotional toll on me. Mm-hmm. And then um, uh, what kind of helped take the mind off was, wouldn't say it was kind of like perfect timing, but it helped take a little bit of my mind off of it. Mm-hmm. I got in, I was in this program for like, it's about mm, two months, about a good two months. It was this all women's fire prep academy through LA County. Mm-hmm. And uh, my uncle, his good friend that I know that he introduced me to, He's part of LA County. He was like, "Yeah, I think you should check it out." But yeah, I think later, later on in the year, like you know, everything that was going on, and then her like, you know, making like little sly remarks. I wouldn't, I wouldn't say sly remarks. It was just like her always having something to say about my financial issues and stuff like that, which I get. You know, you would as you know, you're getting ready to, you know, marry this person that you're mm-hmm. going to be with for the rest of your life. You, you know, you want to know their financial spending habits. They're, mm-hmm. you know, it's good to know. And so, yeah, I guess for her, like, I was a risk. But at the same time, like, I'm not, I'm not always a risk. It was just, I guess I made some of the decisions and choices at a, good time uh-huh. that I was at the age that I was at at uh-huh. that time as opposed to making them now I guess you can say yeah do you think that was the real reason why she ended it or do you think there was something more besides that I think there was something more besides that I think there was definitely more to it you know because whether she had told me that I'm irresponsible. She fallen out of love with me. This, this, and that. There's definitely more to it because we didn't talk all Christmas. I didn't wish her a Merry Christmas or anything like that. Uh, she messaged me um, New Year's Day, and uh, that was about it because that was like the first time we talked. Yeah, after that, it was just kind of like, you know, started to get further and further apart and I noticed that and so I was like well shit like you know I need, I need somebody to talk to um, or I want you know some friends or some somebody you know not to say that I don't have my friends but everybody was kind of like preoccupied so I guess you can call it dumb on my part I went on Tinder and found somebody mm-hmm. but at the same time like I kept it straightforward with that person like you know I'm still kind of in a relationship I don't know quite where things are at right now but still in a, in a relationship right now and so uh, you know so I'll let you know that you know mm-hmm. people nowadays if you don't care they don't care you know so but um so you so she she's just kind of I don't know what to say. Like she, she didn't really break up with you, but she did kind of tell you that she wasn't in love with you anymore, right? In that conversation. Yeah. 
she told me she wasn't in love with me. But the kicker was, like, she wanted me to still be around as a friend. She wanted me around as a friend. I'm just like, how does that work? So was she asking you for a friend with benefits or just a friend? Probably just a friend. Mm, That's what made you confused. Okay. Yeah, that is confusing. Because I'm just like, wait a minute. We were literally engaged. Mm-hmm. We were together, and you're telling me you want to be friends? Like, you know, mm-hmm. you tell me all this. I'm irresponsible. That hurt my ego. Mm-hmm. That hurt. And I was just like, Jesus. Yeah, I'm like, what more can you, like, what more can you do? Mm-hmm. But... Yeah, and I was like, I guess, I guess I can try try this friends thing, but it didn't work out because all I wanted to do was talk about us. And she was like, I'm, I'm not, I'm done talking about us. We're not together anymore. Because mm-hmm. once she found out about the whole Tinder thing, because she had asked me, I was like, oh, you know, who's this friend? And I was like, oh, it's a friend. And um, yeah, I mean, I messed up on my end. I lied about how I told her. But then I told her the truth in the end. Uh-huh. And she was like, oh, let me see the text. And I was just like, yeah. And so what she saw between the text between me and the girl on Tinder, uh-huh. um, she was like, I don't see anywhere where you guys, where you had said you're in a relationship, this, this, and that. And I was like, well, it's on my text. Like, we were texting, like, you know, because like, we actually started like physically texting each other, so I'm a little confused because why would she be upset with you or even checking your phone if she was already stating that you guys are done? That's or... my point. I don't know. Mm. You know. Yeah, that's so. It's just like I was like, wait, what? It was like you left me to feel like. I didn't stand anywhere in the relationship. Like, I didn't know where I stood in the relationship. Mm-hmm. You're saying that we're done, but at the same time, it's just like, we could work this out or what, or whatever. But it still really left me with nowhere of knowing where I stood in the relationship. Mm-hmm. So it was confusing, definitely confusing. But when she found that, when she had seen that, she was like, oh, yeah, we're done. We're done. But she was like, but we can we can be friends or whatever. I'm just like, huh? Uh, so I was like, I guess I'll try this friends thing, but that didn't work out. Uh-huh. And so, um, yeah, because all I wanted to do was talk about us and try and work it out between us. But she didn't want to. She was done. She was over it. Um, so I did a little like snooping around on my own. And I was like, who's this friend? I was like, who's this person? I had never seen this person before because I knew for the most part, most of her friends, but this person, she ain't ever told me. She was like, oh yeah, you know, she was like one of my really good friends. Like we'd talk, um, she would like contact me through email or whatever. Like whenever I would like talk to her, she would like have a girlfriend, this, this and that. Mm -hmm. I was like, ah, I caught you. I was like, I caught you. I was like, you just literally gave yourself up. Mm-hmm. And then it was funny, like, how I, like, I don't know how I did it, but, yeah, she pretty much told on herself, you know, that she 
was pretty much talking to this person on the side. What made it even worse for myself, and I was only hurting myself, but didn't realize it, uh, is um, when I would talk to her friend, one of her like really good friends, like her best friend or whatever. Because mm-hmm. um, I knew like her and her best friend, they would talk about their issues or relationship issues or whatever and talk about stuff, personal stuff. So I had talked to her and told her about the whole situation, this, this, and that. And um, yeah, it was just, it was a back and forth between the two. I'd talk to her, then I'd talk to the best friend. And it was just, I was only hurting myself. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it just, it got bad to where I had to uh, get further help, seek further help. Uh-huh. Because at that point, I just, I wanted it to end. Mm-hmm. Oh, I mean, and I even forgot to add that in. Like, you know, I find out that my mom has breast cancer. Mm-hmm. I'm like, how how do you also take that, you know? Yeah. Somebody, you know, a loved one, a family member, you don't ever want to see somebody, like, have to go through anything like that. But just... To have to see my mom go through all that, definitely, it definitely does something. So, I was definitely going through a lot. Mm-hmm. And so, I was like, I got to get further help because I definitely wanted to end it, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. Thought about it. Uh, but I can, I can never fully bring myself to do it because mm-hmm. um, I've lost a couple of friends to suicide but mm-hmm. yeah but just uh, just going through all that the back and forth between her mm-hmm. her wanting me to be a friend and stick around mm-hmm. just so she can cut her cake and eat it too as yeah, it, was, it wasn't happening and so I got the help was on a 72-hour hold, uh-huh. got out, they put me on some new medication. Um, that was my first time of being on any type of medication, uh-huh. um, which I thought it, it worked, but at the same time, I didn't really like it because it, it definitely made me you know, definitely very groggy. It just, mm. I, my, bra- my, my brain was very clouded. I couldn't really think clearly. Mm-hmm. Like, I could think without having my mind running running so much and so fast, but it just it was still kind of very fuzzy and stuff. So, mm-hmm. slowly started to wean myself off of it. I was still talking to my therapist and getting help, uh, talking to him. Uh, getting a little bit better, and I was like, you know what, I gotta, I gotta do something, you know, um, I gotta do something with myself, because I'm only getting older, not younger, so it's either, um, work on getting into the fire department, or going into the military, joining the Navy, like I've always wanted to do, Mm -hmm. so made that decision, took that step, and Went down to the recruiting station, took the test, got 
got a high enough score to get in, signed my contract, and uh, yeah, you know, a few months later, I'm in boot camp. But all within that time, like I was waiting to get into boot camp, I noticed she would kind of, my ex would kind of check my page mm. here and there. She would check my feed because I had to lead her off of social media mm-hmm. and uh, stuff like that. Because my mom also had to step in and intervene. Mm-hmm. And um, because I had messaged her and I had me- I met, I messaged her, I had messaged the sister, the mom, and stepdad. And, you know, I told him, I was like, I appreciate your guys's, you know, opening up your home and, you know, being very caring and, you know, accepting me and stuff like that into your home and family. And um, I'm sorry. Um, It's unfortunate that me and, you know, Alex you know, ended, our relationship ended, but, um, mm-hmm. but yeah, I, I appreciate everything, but um, the only person that responded out of all was uh, the older sister. Mm-hmm. Uh, the older sister had responded, and uh, yeah, the mom didn't respond back. Uh, but yeah, it was, it was kind of bad because I was just you know, trying to get in contact with anybody at that point, you know, not completely over the situation, but I was, you know, mm-hmm. also trying to, but my mom had stepped in and she was like, you know, she had texted my ex and she was like, you know, whatever you do, if I happen to contact her or anybody in the family, um, for her to contact my mom and let her know, and my mom will take it from there. But at the same time, um, yeah, yeah. But, uh, so you you trying to reach out to the family was just you trying to contain, like, try to get connection back from from what you were missing, which was her. Yeah. Was it something that would trigger you if you did get a response? Is that why your mom was that concerned? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, mom was like, "Yeah, no, you're you're not doing that." So uh, she had told her, "If anything." Are yeah. you still taking medication, or is your psychiatrist working with you to like change your prescription so you don't feel groggy or have any type of negative side effects? So I just start taking it all all together um, completely. Mm-hmm. A little bit before I went into boot camp, because um, I wasn't on a really high dosage to begin with. I was kind of on a fairly low dosage, but mm-hmm. it's still just it wasn't working for me. Mm, okay. And I wasn't on anything like super high or anything like that. It was just like your regular Zoloft or whatever, something mm-hmm. like that. Um, mm-hmm continue to talk to my therapist up until the time it was time for me to leave for boot camp um mm-hmm. I was by then I was off of my medication um and I've been off of it since how are you mm-hmm. feeling now I feel a little bit better mm-hmm. um my mind I still do have I wouldn't say racy thoughts but I just my mind doesn't necessarily 
race as fast mm-hmm. as it used to. You know, I wouldn't be thinking about a, a thousand things, you know, mm-hmm. a minute. Um, but also, I think also what's, what's also helped, too, is I've been consistently active mm-hmm. with doing something, doing anything. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so it hasn't really given me the chance to really sit down and think about like anything like that you know but again at the same time I'm not gonna lie like when I was on deployment you know is was kind of the first for everybody with this whole pandemic mm-hmm. uh coming around because when I had came when I had first initially got out here to my command um is when it all started and all popped off mm-hmm. and uh yeah, we couldn't, I couldn't go nowhere. I was stuck in quarantine after I got out of quarantine. And then I was sent straight over to be a part of a support team mm-hmm. to help everybody get ready for deployment. Did that for a couple months. Then I went back into quarantine to get ready to go to, on to deployment myself. Then I was on deployment, been on deployment. I got on the boat around what, June. Mm-hmm. Yeah, got on the boat around June. And we pulled back in in November, uh, like maybe about a week or two before Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, we work seven days a week and 12-hour shifts. So <laughs> it's that's, I guess, been kind of keeping me going. And then the job that I do, too, is it kind of wears me out. So mm-hmm. by the time I'm ready to go to bed... I'm out. Mm, you're physically yeah. and mentally exhausted. You're just, you want to sleep. Yeah, physically and mentally exhausted. But I did have times where I would think about uh, my ex. Mm-hmm. Oh, and uh, another thing, too, which is, like, kind of, I guess, I guess, would you call it uh, U-hauling? I don't know if it would be considered U-hauling, but I did, was talking to somebody a little bit before I got in mm-hmm. uh, to boot camp, before I got into the Navy. We were talking for a little bit, talked all the way up until a little bit before we pulled in, pulled back in is when things kind of fell off for us. Yeah, I was talking to this other girl um, and uh, that didn't work out um, because uh, she said I wasn't quite over my ex and um would you say that you're over your ex honestly i probably i'm probably really truly not over it you know mm-hmm. um because i don't know if i really had the opportunity to completely grieve the whole mm-hmm. uh thing but at the same time i've been constantly keeping myself occupied with things to help not think about that mm-hmm. and uh, just yeah but I mean I I did like I called it a situationship I didn't really call it a relationship why do you call it um, a situationship <laughs> I called it a situationship because I think it was just something for that that time and that that period but at the same time it would have been nice if we could have seen where it could have went 
you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I knew she, I know she was thinking it was gonna go somewhere mm-hmm. because of you know her things that she's gone through and you know uh, her past and you know she hasn't really been in a relationship in a while since her last relationship. Met on Tinder. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. At first, I I did want to I did want to just mess around, but she's like, I'm not. I'm not a really like a mess around type of person, like you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just like, well, what the hell? Like, what is Tinder for then? You know, I mean, I guess you can meet relationships or whatever, but you know, I don't know. Yeah, we we were talking one time with her friends for her birthday, mm-hmm. and uh, I met her friend, and she was like, you know, I normally don't introduce like people that I'm talking to to my friend real quick or if I do like you know she's like don't be a friend don't be offended if my friend like you know starts asking me a bunch of questions and stuff like that straight up and I was like oh no I don't mind uh-huh. but uh no nah, the friend was cool turns out the friends in in the navy as well uh-huh. her and her uh her partner they're both in the, in the navy uh-huh. but uh but, yeah we all hung out went back to their place one thing led to the next and wasn't expecting that and from there it's just like we started hanging out more uh she would spend the night here and there i left the boot camp i would write her in boot camp she would write we'd write each other after i got out of boot camp graduated uh i went to florida for my a school probably there for maybe about two weeks and then i got to come back home for leave we spent time together but on that time that we spent together we had like a little disagreement because she didn't want to be used she didn't want to be she didn't want to feel like she was being used just for sex and to get over uh, my ex and stuff like that and uh, like what we are in a relationship and I told her, I was like, I'm not trying to use you for any of that. And on top of that, like, you know, you had made it very clear in the beginning of what you want. I made I made it clear of what I wanted. And, you know, I was okay with seeing where things would go and just kind of taking it as, like, a friends, being friends. We added the benefits uh-huh. later on. But at the same time, like, because I knew I wasn't honestly ready for another relationship, but... um. But I told her, I was like, you know, I'm I'm willing to, like, see where this goes, Mm -hmm. you know, take it slow. So when you started seeing her, it was probably, like, about five, six months after you, the things ended with your ex, correct? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Yeah, so we had a disagreement. Mm -hmm. I got pissed off. Mm -hmm. And once I said what I said, I walked out of the room and uh, I went down to the casino and just kind of sat there and was just drinking and sitting there and just kind of thinking about stuff because I, I didn't, I don't want to say anything further or say anything that was going to like trigger her or, you know, I guess make her mad or whatever. But she was like, well, I guess, you know, thanks for leaving me. This is not, it shows like how you are and, and you know what I'm good for I'm just like what like uh, I don't I guess I mean that's what you want to say so 
she got pissed off about that. We left uh, the, the next day from Vegas because we had the little Vegas trip. Um, we left Vegas, and the car ride back was kind of was kind of quiet. She didn't really talk to me, but I ended up sleeping anyway, just like a little asshole. But um, <laughs> but yeah, but I, I slept. She had dropped me off at the house, and I was like, I'll see you later or whatever. She's like, I don't know. I think about it. I was like, mm. I guess. I was like, you do know I'm like kind of coming a little close to the end of my time of having to leave and you know and she was like yeah we'll see whatever I was like all right I guess mm-hmm. she didn't talk to me later that night that evening I hit her up the next day I was like are you good are you okay like she was like yeah we're fine I was like are you sure I was like yeah we're fine I was like all right I guess at that moment I should have seen that it wasn't going to work, or I don't know. Mm-hmm. Shortly after I get out here, my leave, you know, my time's up. I have to leave, and, you know, I'm flying out here to Japan, and I, I'm a, I fly out here maybe about a few days before my birthday, and we have, like, this big old argument of, like, disagreement. It's like she's tired of me comparing her to... My ex, this, this, and that. Had you been doing that? I'm not going to say I wasn't. I probably was. I don't realize it. And that's another thing I'm, you know, still trying to learn. Recognize, like, you know. So you you would actively say, like, oh, my ex does this type of thing? Or? I would say, like, some of the things are, but it it was just, it was just weird because, like, however, like, we would get into a conversation of, like, my ex and my past or whatever like uh-huh. it would always come up with her uh-huh. like, and I was just like why are we always talking about this like why can't we get past this I'm, mm-hmm. I don't want to talk about my ex like mm-hmm. why are we talking about this and so the conversations would always end up there and so I would say something that would I would reference or compare and she was like yeah you're you're, you're just comparing me and this this and that and so she was like oh we're done this, this, and that, like, don't ever call me, delete my number, and, like, yeah, it was just, I was like, all right, and so she, like, she ignored me, I was calling her, blowing up her phone, and she was like, stop calling me, I'm not gonna answer it, and it was just pissing me off, because it was just like, well, why are you bugging, like, it makes no sense, like, you literally just, you kind of took the conversation there, uh-huh. It didn't have to go there, but you took the conversation there. Like, you know, you want to say I'm comparing you to my ex and I don't open up, uh, open myself up and I'm not really expressing myself. And I'm just like, I, I don't know what more you want me to tell or say, because I thought I've told you everything that's happened to me that I've gone through and yet you're still stuck on me comparing you to my ex or I'm using you to get over my ex and this, this, and that. So, yeah, but I've, I let that go on for a while. Um, That happened when I, when when we got out of here. 
and it happened again before I went on deployment. I was like, how are you going to do that to somebody that's getting ready to go on deployment? And that's not going to be able to talk to somebody and can be able to, like, physically communicate, like, how we're communicating right now, you know, because it's difficult when you're underway, you know. Uh-huh. Um, and she was like, you're right, I'm sorry. But I would still make it a, a routine of whenever I could, I'd contact, I'd call her, talk to her on the phone and stuff like that when I was underway. And again, we would always find ourselves up in talking about a relationship or this, this, and that. Mm-hmm. And, um, but when I finally told her, you know, like what I've been honestly feeling and thinking, you know, that's when she was like, don't ever contact me again. Like, we're done. Mm-hmm. It's like, you were just using me to get over your ex. I knew it. And this, this, and that. And I was just like, it's not even like that. And I was like, you tried being on the boat for six months and not being able to have, like, contact, like, I'm able to have contact right now with your friends or family. We can't, we we weren't really able to hit any ports because of this whole pandemic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we were literally stuck on the boat. And the one little, like, so-called port that we hit, that we were only there for a couple of days. Mm-hmm. We were only able to go from the pier to the beach, and that's it. We weren't able to explore, so it it was it was kind of rough. It was kind of, and I'm pretty sure it was rough for everybody. This mm-hmm. was the first time. This was the first for everybody, and we all went through it together. Mm-hmm. But we all got through it. But yeah, when I told her that, she was like, "Don't ever call me. Don't call me. This is that." She didn't want to hear it. Like I emailed her. I tried calling her. She was like, "I don't want to talk to you. Like just like." me my space my time I need to get over this and process this like we're done you've had a whole year to like figure it out what you want and you're still caught up over your ex this this, isn't that you're using me that's all you were using my feelings and my emotions and I was just like if that's what you want to if that's what you want to say but it wasn't you know those weren't my intentions I told you that you know, I would like to see where this goes as far as a relationship wise, but I'd like to keep building our friendship, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. But hey, I guess everybody has their own, what I guess, agendas or time frames or, you know. I, I honestly think she has her own hangups. At least that's what it sounds up like because of her, her own ex. So it sounds like yeah. her insecurities that she hasn't dealt with, that she's actually kind of putting them on you. Because it sounds like you were being straightforward from the beginning. And wow. I think it sounded like you. she should have known that everything with your ex was pretty recent. So if she's not giving you time to uh, mourn that, you know, of course it's going to... Completely get over it. Yeah, of yeah. course. Yeah, she's pushing a, a new relationship on you that, you know, you're straightforward and being honest. Like... I think she was putting expectations that are not possible right now because of the time frame. Right. Yeah. Wow. So I guess that's pretty much like what I've kind of, Mm -hmm. I guess I can kind of say and taken away from my relationships that I've been on, Mm -hmm. been in Mm -hmm. is that everybody has their 
own expectations, wants and needs. But when it comes to you, you know, placing them on others, uh-huh. it's not always going to work. Uh-huh. You know, that person's not always going to be willing to, like, jump up and do that or accept that because it's not what they want, uh-huh. you know. Uh-huh. I, I think a relationship is a bit of a, a bit of a give and take, I think, uh-huh. you know. Uh-huh. Or 50-50, uh-huh. you know, but I can definitely say, like, things that I've wanted to do, they have always, always haven't always been set in stone or, like, happened in the time frames of when I wanted to happen at, but, you know, at some point they did happen. That's on her, but at the same time, like, she said I was leading her on. Like, again, like, yeah, I wanted, I would love to eventually settle down again, but when I would think about it, it would kind of honestly kind of scare the shit out of me, Uh you know? Because of what I went through with my ex, you know, I've already made that big commitment once of asking somebody to marry me, go down that path again. It was just like, it's definitely something I have to take a little more cautiously, you know, when say I wouldn't ever eventually get married or, you know, if I ever do or whenever I do, but Uh I'm just going to take that road a little bit more cautiously. For her, her expectations were a little bit different, you know. What? How would you define love now from all your experiences up to now? Love, for me, is just open. If you want to invest that love and commitment and time, hey, I'm all for it. But right now, it's, I'm more of just kind of enjoying uh, the sexuality part of it. Uh-huh, uh-huh. So as of right now, you're not you're not dating because all this went down pretty recently. Then, yeah, yeah, I'm not I'm not not dating. I'm just having fun. <laughs> okay, good. No, that's good. So as of right now, you're kind of just doing things for you right now. Yeah, focus on me, doing things for me that will hopefully get me to where I want to go uh, in life. Constantly, continually going and learning new things. But love, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say it isn't out there. Mm-hmm. It's out there, but you're not ready. Not, yet. not ready to invest. Yeah. Thank you so much for sharing. Yeah.